What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 217. On this episode, I'm joined again by Minks. And we talk about, or first I talk about the Patreon merch shop. And then we talk about marketing, playlists, mixtapes, scams, cryptocurrencies, academy beef, internet talk, video games, and a bunch of other shit in between. Thanks for checking us out. A podcast with Mo. What up? Uh, I'm about to give the homie Minx a call, but first thing, I gotta tell you about this website you can go to and give me money at patreon.com slash apodcastamo. I'll put a link in the podcast description. Go there and give a dollar or more a month. You'll get early access to all the podcast episodes. If you give enough, you can be a co-producer like these four, my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear, and Pow Wow. Uh, they're the whole reason this motherfucker keeps on going. So uh, shout out to them. Also, we have a merch shop. Uh, Minx is the first person that told me how to do a merch shop. So shout out her. Uh, mine is at spreadshirt or shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast with Mo. You can go there and get cool podcast merch. So uh, think about it. All right. Um, Minx, if you don't remember or if you've a new listener since the last time she's called in, is a podcaster slash YouTuber slash personality slash she's going after the hip hop scammers. Uh, big deal on Twitter. Oh, producer. She sings raps a little bit, you know, makes music. She does it all. Um, you know, that that's her whole thing. I think I got it all. I'm sure I missed some shit. But anyway, we'll give her a call and I'll uh, ask her to fucking fill me in. Uh, so what's up? Uh, nothing much. Just been working and working some more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I understand. I get that completely. Um, I have a week off work uh, the week this comes out, but it's, you know, Thanksgiving week. And I was so excited because I was like, I'm just going to get so much stuff done. But then I just got a PS5. And then, you know, again, it's Thanksgiving. So it's like, fuck, I'm going to be so busy or distracted, you know, from being able to do what I need to do. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I introed you a little bit, um, but I, you do so much. So I felt like I'm sure I forgot something that you do. So uh, what is your whole spill that you would tell people everything you do? Um, now I just stick with calling myself a content creator. Um, this way I don't, I don't have to like forget anything because I do, like you said, a lot, um, uh, besides social media, um, marketing and and management and, and being a musician, um, gamer, just all around, you know, everything. I, I got my foot into everything. <laughs> Yeah, I've noticed you're definitely gotten probably since the last time you called in, gotten more into the marketing side. Um, yeah. So is I I know you you're always researching and you're always kind of getting into it, but like what made you kind of shift your focus more to that? Because I would say for a while it seemed you were focusing more on your uh, show in the evening um, with your other female producer friend. Mm-hmm. Her it's a it's a number. I know her producer name's a number. I just don't remember what the number is. Seven five nine. Seven five nine. Uh, so I know that used to be like the thing you'd push all the time, but it seems lately you're more on uh, the marketing and the scams, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I would definitely say, I guess, you know, going down that rabbit hole of social media and, and marketing in general, um, I literally just said, let me just take some time and, 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 and study this, like study the machine behind it. Because, you know, I, I just came to a realization one night. I was like a lot, everything is fake. You know, everything is fake. You know, people that I've spoken to that's in the industry, people that um, specialize in social media marketing and, and influencer marketing, you know, it, it just turns out that, you know, everything is fake. You know, you have to, like, even if you play poker, you know, you got to buy your way in onto the table. And and that's basically what, with anything that pertains to entertainment, you know, you have to buy your way in, you know, whether that's inflating numbers, you know, which we know a lot of celebrities do. Um, of course, you know, a lot of the, the money that I spent, it has been on trying to poke holes in, you know, influencer accounts. You know, I, I've become a villain in that because I, I don't think that people are charging fair rates for, for fakeness. You know, uh, fake following is not really worth, you know, what's being charged because now social media marketing has gone towards influencer marketing. So you're not really hiring a company to promote for you. You're not really hiring a service to promote for you. You're hiring influencers. And, and that's what I got you know, a little bit upset about with, with, with anything pertaining to marketing with it having to do with influencers. Right. I will say um, I, I've also come to the realization you have that it's all fake. I probably haven't handled it the best way. I think a, a way most people or artists handle it is they see that and they're like, hey, it's all fake. So I'll just play the game. You know, I'll also buy the streams and I'll do the whatever. And, you know, huge shout out Graveyard Entertainment. But, uh, you know, Soko, me and him did a song and he paid for one of them to be on some playlists. And it was cool. And it got me, you know, a few followers. But, you know, after that month was over, those monthly listeners were gone. You know, it didn't really. And and so, like, I understand that's a strategy. And I'm not against anyone doing that. You can totally do it if that's what you want to do. But for me, it just I don't quite understand exactly what the purpose is you know and i get people like you're gonna get paid for your streams but like uh this is a kind of a tangent but i don't know if you know the song uh off of frank ocean's blonde album that has the andre 3000 verse the solo he has this verse it's like more or less he explains how he thought everyone in the industry wrote their own verses and it turns out he was one of the only ones you know and it's so disheartening and like that's the feeling i have honestly the more and more i look closer into it all it's like so disheartening to be like oh it doesn't these the popping off people or whatever they're just paying someone to stream their shit so like that also has made it though we're like now i don't care what anyone's numbers are because they're probably just fake right so it kind of goes both ways like part of me it's like made me sad about it all but another part of me it's maybe indifferent in a way that it's like well who cares if you're fucking got fake numbers i don't know well i mean i would say you know the strategy that We've learned, you know, because I've taken a lot of um, courses um, over the this, I would say, during the pandemic. Right. Um, I wanted to to learn more about it because, you know, I, I, I was in the same boat. You know, I'm like, hey, you don't write your own music. You're not a real rapper. You know, you don't make your own beats. You know, you're not a, a real musician. You know, I, I, I was always about living on the edge of what is considered original and what is considered organic. And you're basically 
everyone is basically shooting into the wind. You know, it's just not realistic. Um, So I had asked in a webinar, um, and this is one of like a Spotify expert. I asked, I said, you know, what, what is the purpose of buying streams? Like what is, what does that do? You know, what, what, why do I, as a marketing, a growing marketing company, why do I need to offer that? Um, They don't like to call it buying streams. They like to call that Spotify growth, you know, Instagram growth, uh, TikTok growth. Why, like what, what is the purpose behind all of that? And when they broke it down, it it made a lot of sense. You know, uh, it all goes back to, let's just say any artist, you know, that looks pretty interesting. First thing we look at all the time is numbers. We don't look at them. We don't listen to them. We don't, we don't, you know, investigate them. We, we pretty much look at it as a basis of, you know, if you got people that, that, that follow you, people that rock with you, then you're automatically on default. You know, you're going to, um, get into a level of, okay, I'm going to gain a following. Um, and, and there's just so many different types of, 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 you know, growth tools out there, um, which I've bought the majority of the programs that are out here. Uh, I said I wanted to learn them, you know, and and of course, when you're a person like me that is able to poke holes through people that offer me things, when they realize that, wow, you know, she, she, she knows about it. That's when they want me, you know, to drag me into their little circles. And I'm like, no, I, I, I run alone. Um, but basically it's this, you know, you buy streams, that's what we consider the the front end, you know, what people see when they first visit your page. But it doesn't end there. And that's why this this method does not work for a lot of artists because they're not working on the back end, which would be, okay, yeah, I got 10,000 streams that I bought, but now I have to push that um, song harder because now you got, you know, the the front end covered. You got those numbers covered. But if you're not running ads, if you're not, you know, running um, some sort of promo on the on that particular song, then you pretty much spent money for nothing. You're just happy with that number. You're not actually happy with making those fake numbers fall off, and that's what the problem is. Right. Well, and I do think there's so much. Uh, everyone's saying marketing; they do just mean buying playlist streams. Not everyone, of course, but like a lot of people. Whenever they're like, "You got to invest in marketing," to me, it seems like they're just saying invest in playlist streams. Like, you know, well, those people don't, they don't know what, they don't know what marketing is then. Cause that's not marketing at all. Um, there's three levels. There's this advertising, this promotion and this marketing. Marketing is, marketing is gathering the data. You know, that's like taking your data from your distro kid and reading those analytics and putting those analytics together. Okay. Most of my people that listen to my music are from Miami. Uh, most of the people that are playing my music are in the UK. Um, gathering that data is marketing. So that you're absolutely right. That is incorrect. Um, marketing is ga- is gathering the data to then go into the next portion, which is promotion. What is promotion? Promotion is using specific tools that you need in order to present a product or um, idea to a new audience. And when I say new audience, it's not your existing audience. Um, so that that's the other gray area that people are are misled in. And then you have advertising. And of course, that comes from obviously the word ad, which is running ads based off of the marketing data that you got off of your promotion. So it, it it's like a little tree. You know, you have to understand all portions of it and, and how it actually grows. And again, this is how you can tell the real from the fake. You know, 
you ask somebody, you know, someone climbs into your DMs and says, hey, I got a $59.99. I can get you 25,000 streams on the spot. Um, we have a great marketing. Boom. Then I delete them because that's not marketing. That's not marketing at all. So they don't know what they're talking about. Right. I mean, I I completely agree with you. I think I, I don't know anything about it. So I'm not going to act like I know what's up. But I think what you're saying sounds legit. And I believe you 100 percent. But I feel like I'll just let people know you have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Ming. What is it? I'm sorry. Oh, now it's um. I, I just called it Minx Mafia now, uh, mainly because I'm, you know, first it was uh, for the podcast. And then now I'm going into like gaming and and building an ecosystem for that. So I just said, you know what? I'm just going to call it Minx Mafia now. And right. Just pull it all together in one. So uh, if anyone wants to join, you know, I think you'll have some marketing tips for people as well. And so, like, I just don't want you to give away all your shit for free on my podcast. But obviously, you know what you're talking about, the marketing. (laughs) Look, the way I look at it, you know, everyone's told me that shit for years. They're like, you give away way too much info. But I'm like, but the information is always evolving. So when I by the time I'm dropping jewels, there's new jewels being, you know, developed. So I always say. You know, the way that I'm doing my Patreon now is that, yeah, everybody that's in the Patreon, they get first dibs on everything. But then I unlock everything, I would say, after that 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 month. So every previous month gets um, unloaded for the public. So I, it's like giving everybody a head start. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 people need a head start. And, and I don't like to feel like a gatekeeper. I've known a lot of people have been telling me, you know, why do I have to pay to get info? I'm like, OK, then wait for the podcast. You know, wait for the podcast, wait, wait for the Instagram stories, wait for me to drop that at that particular time if you don't want to be a member. And that's totally cool. I'm cool with that. Right. I mean, to me, the way I look at it, uh, you know, anyone who listens to any of my podcasts, streams any of my songs or is a member of my Patreon, uh, that just shows they support me no matter how they do it. You know, and uh, some people just want to support in different ways. and some people want to come and give you $5 a month or whatever on your Patreon. Other people, you know, that's crazy to them, but they'll listen to your song every day on Spotify. So I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Uh, if anyone's a fan, I'm all for it. You know, I'm not picky. Comes all yeah, that shit. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, one thing that was interesting over this pandemic is, uh, you know, and I probably wouldn't have honestly been aware of this if I wasn't your friend on Twitter. Um, but a lot of like really famous rappers that, you know, I would say are legends uh, have been selling mixtape slots to like some not so good rapper. I mean, sometimes the rappers are good. They're selling slots too. Uh, but basically they're just scamming people, right? You pay $250 or whatever, and we'll put you on this mixtape. And it's just a glorified playlist that seems to have only not even be up for more than a week. Right. Um, yeah, that, that's crazy that I don't even know how I got involved with this. I know. Yeah. Like one day, all of a sudden you were like, Hey, did everybody see this? Or maybe someone tagged you in something. And then all of a sudden it seemed like, uh, you were like the one against the man. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'm going to be totally honest with you though. Um, it's, it's definitely a, a big mind fuck. It, it really is. And I say that because, you know, you're, it, it's, it's not even just battling, um, the, the initial scammers, you know, it's also the artists too. You know, you have a lot of artists that have cognitive dissonance. You know, you present to them the facts and their mindset is I'm not going to speak out on it or or talk about it or even mention it because I don't want to mess up my chances of, of, of stardom. And I'm like, what chances? 
Yeah, what, what what chances could you possibly be given up? You know, especially a lot of rappers, they idolize people like Nipsey. You know, Nipsey wouldn't have stood for this shit. Right. You know, he, he would have stood up and he would have said something. And, you know, it, it became such a new world for me because now you're you're in an era of. Quote, whistleblowing. And it, it's it's annoying. You know, you wake up with threats in your your DMs, you know, you're always looking over your shoulder because, you know, a lot of the people that were involved with us that were we were warning artists, we were raising awareness. You know, we had a couple of artists that literally had threats that got to their doorstep, you know, coming home from work and, you know, spray painted on the door. You're dead, you know. And this is all real occurrences. And in a sense, you know, you have someone like, like someone I respect and admire, like Grizzy Hendrix. Um, he also was, was met with someone trying to, to, to set him up, you know, like, Hey, you know, I want to buy merch from you. And, you know, he does everything via PayPal. I recently also bought merch and, and CDs from him to show support. And to have the person very adamant on wanting to meet up in person to co- to collect the merch, you know, I I actually had to climb into his DMs and I was like, don't even do that. I right. mean, we're we're both from New York, me and Grizzy. I could have easily drove down to his neck of the woods and picked up my merch, but you know, this is a business uh, at the end of the day, and you know, they were like very adamant, come up with us, you know. Well, and then he was like, no, no, I'm gonna, you know, give me your address, I'll mail it out. Very, very sketchy, you know, very, very sketchy. And I had to make sure all my addresses for my LLC was secured. And I don't do business with my regular information anymore because these people have been, you know, mad. They're very upset. <laughs> they're, they're very mad. Like you're messing with their bag. You know, how dare you raise raise, raise awareness? But again, like I said, uh, I, I don't know. I mean... I wasn't a stranger to exposing scams. That was the whole premise of the Mink Show podcast. It was to expose a scam and teach people how not to get scammed. And if people were assuming that something was a scam, I would pay for whatever it is and then come back with the feedback. That was the whole purpose of the podcast. Um, This is a, a unique scam, mainly because I know, like I grew up in Yonkers as well as the Bronx, but I've known Jadakiss, you know, I've known DMX, he's recorded in my dad's studio. It was the type of situation that, you know, you went to your weed guy and, you know, Jadakiss was there, you know? So to see this going on, it, it hits me a little bit in a different way because you actually physically know these people, you know, and it's it's very tough. You know, it's very tough because, you know, what, what would we say? You know, you have some artists that look at it like, well, you know, you should know better. Well, how can anyone know better if it's coming directly from these verified accounts? Right. Well, and some of the other people I know, I want to say Bow Wow was one of them. And then I thought I saw Royce the five nine on one, which would make me so sad because I'm a big fan. But, you know, hopefully not. Fingers crossed. Um, and other people like that. I just think a lot of artists or rappers, they're like, what's going to happen is, you know, a Jada Kiss or a DMX are going to hear my song and they're going to think I'm so good that they're going to co-sign me and they, they're going to they're going to help me out for some percentage or some shit when that's just not these dudes just want to steal two hundred dollars off you. Right. Like that's more or less what was happening. 
Well, um, initially it was uh, from some of the direct messages that were sent over to me. It was, um, they were offering $500 to $1,000 for mixtape hosting. Um, also including story posts on Instagram for 300 and they wanted all the payments to be split up between two different parties. Gotcha. Um, at, at that particular point, you know, you, you say to yourself, again, back to the influencer marketing, yes, you have a larger following than us. That's great. But is it worth that? You know, people have to understand, you know, I, I sit on late night conferences, two o'clock in the morning with my dad and, and a couple of people that have been in the industry. And it's like, my job is to let everybody know that what we think we know about the music business, we don't know that, you know, the music business is never going to rebound after this pandemic. Um, they've lost way too much money. You have a lot of artists that, you know, are dying left and right, mysterious conspiracy shit, but just randomly. And then you also have a lot of artists, like I talked about on my show last night, that have been selling their catalogs from Justin Bieber down to Beyonce to hedge funds. So my question would be is why would you think or why would anybody think that any of these artists would actually be in the financial or business position to help anybody? I mean, to promote, that's one thing. You know, I can understand charging 150 to post something on your page and you to speak on it. But you're talking about just the entire business practice of how they were moving was not correct because it's not these celebrities that are doing it. They are being managed by accounts um, like someone like me, a social media manager. I can easily say and manage celebrity, celebrity accounts. I have their direct messages. I can hijack their account. I can do whatever I want. I can reach out to the fans. And because I am remotely doing this, they'll never see the messages. And that's the sum of them that don't see the messages. You got others that are actually in it, like that know about it, like Gilly, um, Jada Kiss, you know, uh, Fat Joe is another one. And, and Royce to Five Nine, um, he has actually separated himself from this company after we started talking about it, but then started making threats against Grizzly Hendrix because he just asked the simple questions that we're asking is why would you let a person take over your account like that? So it, it's it's a lot that we all have to consider as independent artists that, you know, these companies are all operated by the same machine that controls these, these big time artists. So when it comes to something like Spotify, yeah, you're getting your streams, but you know, even though you're not technically signed to universal or technically signed to, you know, any of these major labels, they're still getting a cut of our music, you know, our, our funds for that. And this is why we need to patch that up and, and, and get into a different area of the way that we put our music out to get paid, you know? Right. And it, it's a definitely, as far as the whole streaming things, like I agree, I think people should get paid more for per stream. Um, but the money has to come from somewhere, you know, not if I think, you know, I pay for Spotify, you know, or whatever, you know, service I'm going to use, I'm going to pay for it. But a lot of people use the free versions. And so like, but I guess there are ads. So, and if these people are making billions of dollars, I get the argument of like that should be kicked back. So I don't think there's any argument for people making the current or less amount of money than they're currently making. So it seems like we could only go up, but then they release that shit on Spotify where it's like, you can for less royalties, 
or less money, we will, you'll get a better chance in the algorithm. And I was so pissed about this. And I was in a discord with people of like, I would never do this. It's so stupid. And some people are like, oh, why not? I just want to get made, make much anyway now. And I'm like, because then everyone's going to do it. And then guess what? Everyone now just makes less. And then everyone's boost is nothing because everyone's doing it. Like what the fuck? Why would anyone be okay with this? It's definitely payola. It's definitely um, a payola society. You know, that's why, you know, even I said several times, you know, I've said I, I don't see myself next year, 2021, with my music anywhere other than a blockchain. You know, I, I don't see myself in, in a regular world anymore. You know, we're, we're in a digital world now, even more with pandemic. You know, we everybody has to technically get with the times. You know, it, it's it's more than what we think it is. You know, uh, there's certain levels of. You know, you're like, you're a gamer. I'm a gamer. I'm pretty sure you've seen Fortnite. Um, you know, you have people that, that take that V bucks currency very seriously. You know, <laughs> they, they really take that shit seriously. And if we're looking at society going into a new crypto, um, age, you know, music eventually was going to get to that level as well. Why not put music on a blockchain? Why not accept cryptocurrency for merch sales? Why not do crypto bundles? You know, this is the, the, the next realm and level that I've been studying because I know that once that time comes and, and artists are going to be lost, they're going to be like, well, okay, what do I do? What, what, what the hell is a cryptocurrency? What, what the hell is a blockchain? What the, at least I know that I've, I've, I've been on top of it. I can educate and, and get people on board because I've literally been merging my music over to Audius now. And I, I've, first of all, I've, I've gotten good feedback. Um, there's not a lot of hip hop artists on there yet, but they're coming. Um, I made an account this week, actually. Uh, I saw someone share it. Maybe you and someone, I think I saw you and someone else or two people this week I saw. So I was like, all right, I'll go make an account. I haven't uploaded any music yet. I wasn't, I just wasn't real sure on how it all worked. You know, I was still kind of looking around. Um, but then I'm glad you brought up the blockchain and cryptocurrency because this week um, I requested about a month ago uh, from PayPal. They finally got it where you could buy uh, crypto with PayPal. And I requested it. And then like for some reason there was this waiting period. And then I finally this week got the email of like you're approved to do it. So this week I've just been looking at the little up and down charts and trying to study this, you know, the market, if you will. I don't know right. anything about it. All I'm doing right now is just trying to be like, I need to wait till it goes low and buy there. Um, <laughs> so well, like I, that is my next thing as well to try to like on the side, be like, look up some YouTube videos of just explaining it. Um, but do you have any beginner tips or just exp- anything you think is important to know? Well, yes. Um, I would say again, I, I don't, some of us, for some reason, I, I didn't want to get into cryptocurrency because I didn't get it. I just was like, what, what the hell is this? It's just a bunch of fancy letters and number like numbers. And I, I don't want to hear about Forex and all that other shit. But my dad, you know, he said, look, talk to one of my peoples. You know, he's, he's very knowledgeable in it. And when he broke it down to me, I just was like one of those people that was just like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm, yeah. I just wanted to get off the phone because I was like, this is too complicated. And, I didn't want to ask so many questions. So I'm a hands-on learner. You know, I started off in Reddit, you know, hanging out in Reddit communities, um, talking to people, reading the, 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 the conversations going on um, because there's just so many different types of cryptocurrency out there. It's not just Bitcoin. You know, you have, um, I, I never pronounce this right, but I'm just going to say it, 
ETH, which is um, Ethereum. Um, uh, there's Audius, you know, even Donald Trump has his own currency and it's called the huge Y-U-G-E. <laughs> That's um, awesome. The four that they have on PayPal right now is Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, the Ethereum, and then Litecoin. I think. Yes, 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 yes. Like those are the tops right now. There's thousands, thousands of different currencies. I can make my own currency right now, but it's all about what investors are going to invest in. Um, so I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Um, I got into, um, what is it? The, the first thing I started doing, I was working with a couple of people. We were buying up a, a bunch of um, uh, crypto wallets, um, dot crypto domains, right? So I'm hanging out one night and I was like, because obviously, you know, if you don't understand the domain game, like I literally buy domains, I send traffic to it and then I put it in auction and I sell it. That's my hustle. That's like drugs to me. I'll sit there and think one day, okay, hmm, I wonder if there's a website called Clout Facts. I go and I, I go and go daddy. I type it in. Oh, Facts is available. Okay, great. I buy it. I make a logo for it. I make a website for it and I sell it as a bundle. So if you, if you get it that on, on that level, then you'll understand the crypto level of the, the, the blockchains, uh, domains, right? The dot crypto domains, it's dot crypto dot zil dot, dot ETH, like what, whatever I use dot crypto. Cause that's the most, that's like a dot com in the crypto world. So I started, you know, Googling shit. I was like, hold on a second. Let me see if this, if this one's taken. Oh, it's not. Okay. Let me buy it. Right. So that's what I've just been doing is buying crypto domains and then selling them in, um, auction. Now with the auctions, you know, this is where you're, you, you know, we call this technically mining because you, you know, memes, you know, there's memes all over the place, right? right. There's memes. There, there are memes on a blockchain that is worth money. I saw, um, someone created a Homer Simpson pet, uh, what was it? A uh, Pepe, you know, the little green frog, <laughs> right? Little Pepe frog. Um, they made a Homer Simpson Pepe frog version and it had a make America great again hat. And that sold, uh, converted to USD to 14 grand. So if we're talking about utilizing a blockchain, you know, I, I literally said musicians should be killing it right now. Imagine having trading cards that are backed in cryptocurrency. Imagine if I could say, oh, I got my favorite, you know, artist, my favorite underground artist. And, you know, you, you have a bunch of trading cards like you're playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And all that shit is worth something. And then you can resell it. You know, you could resell it in the open market. And this is what I'm studying at. This is what I'm getting into. You know, people that like to draw, people that do artwork. You know, I'm opening my first um, crypto um, art gallery. A lot of people seen recently, I've been painting a lot. Um, there was a reason behind that because I love to paint. Besides that, I like to have my wine and I like to paint with my daughter. And I saw that there was a need for art. And, and you have people like Ashton Kutcher that have spent millions on crypto paintings. And I, all you do is you just make the painting and then take the picture and fuck around with it and, 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 and Photoshop and comic, whatever, then use verbal and add your little glitter and all that crazy shit. Now you just can sell that open auction. You may get about 2,500 for it. So that's what everything with music, with, with fashion, with blogging, like with, with everything that you think about, 
is it possible to make money? It, with that, it is. And and that's why I've been investigating it further. And that's why I said my next EP, when I do drop it, if I do drop it, um, I'm, I'm going to be the first cryptocurrency artist out here. Yeah, I'll be like, I'll you, I have no, I'm like kind of lost on the whole, like the domain names are, are the crypto. I'm like, that's a little, I don't quite get it, but I'll, I'm going to try eventually to understand all this. Uh, <laughs> through some look at, look at Shep. I think the fact you make websites drive traffic there, that makes sense. I just, again, and I, I think it's the blockchain technology part of it all that like, I just need to research more. I don't get how anything's worth anything that's in this digital world. <laughs> well, you got to look at it this way. Um, blockchains are decentralized, meaning the government right. cannot put their hand in it. They cannot censor it. They like Anything that is on the blockchain cannot be censored. So that's why you have a lot of people like myself who, you know, we feel that there's the government is censoring the Internet too much. You know, you can't say anything without it being flagged. You put up a picture and, you know, you'll, you'll get in a COVID alert or, you know, at the time, election alerts. And you're just like, wow, like this just seems very, you know kind of like communist, you know, why, why is the government listening to our conversations on our phones? Why is the government saying I can't post this? Why is the government saying I have to have my account removed? You know, people are getting tired of of being controlled and we are in a society of control. And and the the way that this these all get value, it's like, again, back to the, the Fortnite thing. If you take American money and you buy V-Bucks, it's worth something in the virtual world of Fortnite. So if you take V-Bucks or you win V-Bucks and you flip that currency back into USD, it's it's worth something. So that's exactly why I say I feel like we are in a video game now because now it's, you know, let's say, you know, you decided on your Discord server that the only way you're going to uh, accept money from anybody is if people buy into mole coins, Right. Right. So at that point, you're like, look, I'm not accepting anything but mole coins. So everybody has to now take their USD and go into like a Coinbase or uh, whatever and buy mole coins just so we can go and now buy merch from you. So that's where the 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 value comes from is, is it worth like, is it worth a mole coin? Like, is it worth me spending money to buy mole coins? That's where the whole idea comes from. And that's why people are changing into that. And going into that level. Right. Well, the way I thought of it originally um, was, I don't know if you're familiar with the website Neopets back in the day. Um, Yes, I was a huge Neopets. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, when my grandmother got a computer, like a home computer, I was in fourth or fifth grade and they got one like a year or two before my mom and dad did. So I'd go to my grandparents' house on the weekends and I'd have these Neopets and there was a stock market on the Neopets, right? And I didn't know mm-hmm. shit about shit, but I understood somehow about the fucking stock market on Neopets worked. So you would find the stuff that was real cheap and you'd buy it. And then a week later, you would check in and see if it went up and you would sell it. And it's how it's how Grand Theft Auto 5's stock market system works as well. Um, right. And so that's that's more or less how I'm trying to approach this at the moment. But I know there's so much more I'm going to learn um, about it. And it, you mentioned you're going to love it. Trust me, you're, you're going to love it. You're going to you're going to get there. You know, eyebrow like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> well, my goal right now, I have one more like personal toy I want to buy in my audio gear. I want one of those Kyatica foam spheres to go over my microphone. 
I, I don't know if it's really going to help as I much as I think, but in my mind, it's going to be the best. But after that, I'm going to take all my PayPal money and then I think I'm just going to buy <clears throat> cryptocurrency with it. That's like my more or less my goal because, you know, I get a little bit from Patreon and a little bit from selling some beats from time to time. So I'm like, well, if I can just convert that make believe money, it's not. I mean, it's real money, but, you know, it comes from the Internet. That's my more or less strategy. What is it? A PF8. I have a PF8 because I wasn't going to buy the chaotic eyeball. I was like, no, 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 no. PF8, same shit. It's just cheaper. I'll look into it. I'll look into it for sure. Um, I, I, I just recorded an open room sitting down and people are always like, what the fuck? That's crazy. But, uh, I recently got like this little box. I kind of put around it with a blanket and it helps a little bit, but not really. And, uh, you know, my mixing isn't the best on my music. Uh, and I'm like, well, anything could help, but it is really expensive for a fucking phone ball. Yeah. And I've, there's actually tutorials on Pinterest that I saw the Chaotica, like eyeball out of a earth ball. Just got to gut it and do all this crazy uh, MacGyver shit. But, you know, it, it's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. That's why when my dad bought me he bought me my PF8 and I go and I look and I was like, I like it. The only thing that sucks is that, you know, with my SM7B, the way that it's angled, um, it just doesn't look, it doesn't fit good. You know, this is perfectly straight up mic. And I, I, I where did he get it from? I think he got it on Amazon. He got the, the PF8. Right. And then another part of me is like, I should just get a better microphone because my own microphone's not that good. And then another part of me is like, honestly, none of that really matters. You know, you just got to make the good music from the heart. And hopefully people connect and your microphone doesn't fucking matter. But that's a whole other argument. Um, also, real quick, before I forget, earlier you said the world's getting like communism. I would argue it's turning into a corporate uh, oligarchy. You know, this whole like it's like communism, but just for the businesses, like the really big ones. It's like they get bailed out and they can't fail and we'll make sure they're good because they give y'all jobs. So like the government just supports them and it's like, fuck everyone else. I just don't like the direction America's going in. Not not oh, yeah, a fan. That, that's there's so many businesses like like big, big corporate businesses that blew up during pandemic. You know, anything attached to Soros. You know, Amazon and all these places, you know, they they made a killing. And, you know, I would say with, with a second lockdown, you know, coming or or looming, um, this is the perfect time. I definitely say if people didn't get it the first time, they need to get it the second time around. You have to get a hustle. You have to start a hustle. You know, anything you're good at, make that a hustle. Right. I agree. I agree. And uh you know, it used to be really just for uh, because I enjoy doing this stuff. But, yeah, it has come to a point where it's like kind of have to. Yeah, you have to. And, 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 you know, even my little one, you know, she she wants a business. And I'm like, yeah, she wants to be a YouTuber. I'm like, no, no, I, I, I and, and she's dead serious. Like, literally, she stands in the mirror and she's like, hi, guys. So today we're gonna, I'm like, no, 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 please don't. But it's cute. It's cute. I'm happy that she has that that business mind. You know, she's telling me I'm going to get a lot of subscribers and then we're going to get a big mansion. And I'm like, you think that's how it goes. But that's cute. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Kids say the things. 
All right, I did have to, I was going to ask you one thing, but we can totally avoid it. But because I did want clarity is you have a little bit of internet beef with this one guy that runs some academy on Twitter. Now I will just, <laughs> I will preface all of this. Like, like I said, we can cut all this if you don't talk about it, but. Uh, oh, no, no, no. The, I, 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 I don't, I, I'm unfiltered all the time. Awesome. The guy, I'll be honest. Uh, I think he just started following me recently. I didn't even know. I never knew who you were talking about before because I just was like, well, I don't know what this academy thing you're talking about. Um, but you were basically saying someone was a scammer and then you were kind of going in on them. Right. But then also someone who I would consider a friend because we made songs and, and they'd never try to ask me for money or scam me for anything. So I wouldn't you know, say that of her. But Karma, who is like an artist that's also been drug into it. I'm not sure how she's involved, but I was just curious what you from your perspective of what that whole situation is. Okay, so basically, um, you know, you're a podcaster, I'm a podcaster, so we, we know how this goes. Um, when, uh, first of all, with Benjamin, you know, I was hurt by Benjamin because it was kind of like a, a situation, mind you, I, I don't, I don't get, you know, I don't feel any kind of way when I see a verification badge pop into my DM. I, I just, I don't get excited or anything like that. But I was following Benjamin for years, you know, even though I've had like three Twitter accounts, um, I've always followed him. I've always engaged with him and he's never said a word to me. You know, it just so magically happened that when I started podcasting, you know, I started, I put out that I was dropping a book, right? My book, as people were asking, it was going to be called um, Diary of a Failed SoundCloud Rapper. The do's and don'ts of being an independent artist. That was the name of the book. Magically, after I put up the artwork for the book and I have proof that this book was written, Benjamin climbed into my DMs and told me that he was writing a book and that he was, you know, looking for a platform where people can con like people congregate and talk to independent artists, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. So he's like, you know, let's let's exchange numbers and, you know, let's let's chop it up. So I said, OK. So we get on the phone and we had a good like, I'm not even going to exaggerate when I say four hour conversation. You know, we're building ideas, you know, we're talking back and forth about, you know, the changes in the business to, to now. And, you know, it just felt like a very like genuine conversation, like nobody sits on a four hour conversation being bored. And, you know, I felt like we we, we kind of had a good relationship going. So I prepared for the show, just like, you know, how, how it is. We prepare for our shows and, you know, everything went smoothly. Then the red flags started coming, you know, he never promoted it, never promoted the episode, never promoted the show. Um, Connor was acting funny towards me when I DM'd him and said, Hey, look, you know, the episode is out, you know, here's the link for it. And he just said, thank you. Thank you. I was like, okay. I look on Instagram, there's no indication of anything. And then magically a month after that came this Academy music business shit. Yeah. And real quick, and, if anyone's ever on my podcast and doesn't promote, cause it's happened before, it is annoying as fuck. Like yeah. I've had yeah. people do it and it's not necessarily because like they're still in summer or whatever, but like just for them to be like, well, yeah, well I was on that last week or whatever, but it's like, no, like this is the other half of the shit, man. You got to fuck or lady. Like you got his chair. Uh, the episode, at least on your socials and shit. So yeah, that is annoying. I agree. It's it's annoying because it's it's one handed, and I also invested money into 
you know, pushing this episode because we, we had a good, uh, it was good talking points that I think that artists should hear right. about what he's trying to do. So my management kept saying to me, and mind you, my management, you would think I would th- listen to them, right? They kept saying to me, like, it's kind of strange that he's not promoting this. It, it's kind of weird that he just dropped this Academy music business thing. And, you know, all of this was supposed to be like, you know, bridging the gap, you know, you have a massive following. I don't have such a large following, but we both have the same cause, right? So we kind of, you know, it was kind of weird, you know? And then I had my Patreon at the time and he hits me up and sends me a DM talking about, hey, I got, I'm sending something to your email. You know, any artists that you send to me, um, I will give you commission for it. And I was like, what? Like, are you? I have a Patreon. Why, why would I give you, you see what I'm saying? Like that, that I was like, yeah, that that's not, that's not right. So I stopped talking to him. Now the issue with karma, right? I never had no problems with karma. I, I thought she was a very dope person. Um, I, I didn't really think that her music was my taste, but everybody, you know, I always say one of the ratings out there besides trash and amazing is, and um, NF me, like not for me. It's not for me, right? right? So, you know, my problem with her began when she signed up and was working with Benjamin. So I felt like in a sense, not like, you know, he was basically putting it like in a morbid way. Like, are you just mad because, you know, she replaced you? I'm like, replaced me? Like, I'm not your girl. Yeah, that's a weird, you know, like, weird phrasing. It is weird. She replaced me. Oh, she's working with me and, 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 you know, I'm not working with you. So you're jealous. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm married. I'm, I don't, you know, I don't understand this line of, and he would message me like all crazy hours of the night. And you got my man looking at me like, who the hell is this dude? And why is he keep on messaging you? Like all crazy calling you hanging up and just being real, like stalkerish. And I had to block him from everything because he was very stalkerish. He was following all my friends. He was following my management. He was following the artists that I was talking to. He was hitting up artists behind my back um, to get them to sign up with him. And I just was like, that was kind of like shady. But my problem with, with karma began when I started seeing the commotion. Like there was an artist that was from Nigeria and, you know, you know, which I thought was valid questions. Any Anytime someone is saying, pay me and I'll help you. Um, when you start asking valid questions regarding, you know, your following count and, you know, exactly what my money is going to be going to, and then you start making fun of them and then tagging karma and then having karma, like make, like belittle them. Cause he, all he said was like, okay. He's like, I understand what you're talking about. Like he sent them a SoundCloud link and he just was like, oh, you're not going to get anywhere, bruh. You know, nobody listens to SoundCloud. You need to step your game up. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is. This is not how you talk to people, especially when you have artists that are looking for quote unquote mentors. So you don't put somebody down and then drag somebody. Like if I, if I was karma that day, I would have told him, look, I, I, I don't want to get involved with that. That's your business. Don't drag me into this conversation to bully this artist into becoming a member. And that's where my beef started with her was because of her, his behavior was rubbing off on her and I didn't like that. Um, so when I initially 
came out and said, I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with you because of the way that you making people feel. I felt that it was genuine. And then I started seeing people were sending me DMs and, and screenshots of her trying to reel people into that. And I'm just like, I get it. You rock with him. That's cool. But you're acting like this is your company. This is your business, which makes me believe that you are accepting referral money. And you have artists that actually paid him and told me behind the scenes that they got nowhere with this academy school shit. Now, I'm all for educating. I'm all for promotion. I'm all for creating a platform where people can congregate. But don't fucking sit there on Twitter talking about you got 12,000 students. I have 30 Patreon members and I can name all of them. You don't have 12,000 students. And someone like Karma, I'm like, if you're about the independent artists and you are about um, being a pillar, like you're tagging Missy Elliott and Missy Elliott is bigging you up, that's great. But you did not get to that level because of Benjamin Einfield. You got to that because you just at Missy Elliott and she replied to you. Okay. So I, I kind of feel like in a sense, I, I think that the, the behavior of karma is why the beef began. Like, I, I don't really entertain her that much anymore because I'm just like, you're just another typical artist that believes that because you are rocking with someone who is verified, who tells you such amazing stories about being in the industry. I've always said for this entire pandemic, why hasn't he said anything? about these mixtape scams. When someone can answer that for me because he's quick to shoot down the competition that he has and says that they're scammers, but he can't shoot down the people that he has featured on his own blogs, which was 24-7 Hip Hop News, these people were paying him to do press. So you kind of look like you're sleeping with the enemy to me. You know, why isn't your man's who claims he's for the independent artist? How come he has not said, do not participate in these mixtape scams? When someone can answer that for me, then I said, I'll ease up a little bit. The only way me and Karma are going to squash this beef is if she finally recognizes and realizes that she's being played. Okay. And when she realizes that she's being played and she's being used, to reel in artists to get whatever little commission she's getting, then I'll be able to just say, okay, fuck it. I, I'm not going to keep beefing with you, but the the beef is forever. It, that's going to be forever for me. Cause she's not going to admit that. Right. And I'll, I'll be honest. Whenever you said the only way it'll end, I was hoping to be like on internet friends, three, eight of the most collab album. And it was like, you heard it here first, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say for karma, uh, I had all my interactions with her because I kind of feel weird talking about her, you know, on this podcast, but all my interactions have been like any other normal artist, you know, she, I've been like, Hey, there, here's a song. I think you would do well on it or something. And, you know, it just been some, it's net, she's never brought up like, Hey, would you want to join some recruit this need this for plays? Now? I think that's probably because I'm pretty outspoken that like, I'm not down with all that shit on Twitter. And so like, no one just ever approached me in that way. But I agree. If, if someone from that camp had approached me and been like, Hey, I want you to help recruit people and we'll pay you money. If you get artists to sign up for this thing. 
And then it seems like there is some sort of stream teaming happening, which is a legit strategy. It's just something that it's different, you know, when it's happening behind the scenes or whatever. But uh, yeah, I would think I would feel a little different. I'm like, oh, it's kind of like a weird business scam thing. I I don't know if it's necessarily a scam. If the people know what they're getting, you know, or for what they're paying for, I guess it's fine. Um, but that does seem different than how I've normally thought of Karma as just being another independent artist. Um, but, you know, I think the argument can made this Academy thing could be something like Graveyard, you know, like they're the homies that they, they'll put you on some playlists and get you some listens. But again, I've never even seen anything really that this Benjamin dudes tweeted or anything. So I don't know how much you know, he's out here saying well, that he's shit. Been he's been out here for years. And again, you know, like I said, I, I personally never had no problems with him. I don't like having animosity or issues with people because we are a small community and, you know, obviously the world is very small. So you never know who you're going to run into again. But, you know, it does hurt. You know, when I'm looking at my timeline and I'm seeing all of the people I'm cool with and it's just like, Okay, well, y'all, okay, y'all doing songs with her. That's great. That's great. But the problem that I have with all of that is that I'm always going to be painted out like Benjamin does as being a hater. And I, I, I don't really hate on anybody because I have everything that I need to, to flourish and do better than the next person. If, if they're looking at me like I'm beneath them, which Benjamin has made me feel like I am beneath him. You know, you're just, a, you know, from the Bronx type shit. And I, I, I'm I, like, OK, cool. You know, the British accent, that's very charming. Um, But, you know, I, I, I hope that going into 2021 that that shit will be squashed. But again, you know, it, a scam, you know, and, and that's the, the bottom line of all this. Like people say, it like, why are you saying it's a scam? Like what a scam is when you mislead something into paying for something that they think they're going to get. Now, uh, an average artist that looks at someone like Benjamin Einfield's following who has over a million followers, you're automatically going to turn over money uh, for a pub. I, I am at least smart enough to look at like how many reactions have they gotten at least on their pinned tweet. You know, uh, I, I just think I, lo- I see a lot of people with a big follower count and like 10 people like their shit. I'm like 10 people like my shit. Right. And I'm nothing. I don't really like, I don't care for numbers, like especially on Twitter, because it's become so easy to build your own marketing service. You know, I've actually helped this past week, like maybe, I think maybe four companies start. And when I say companies, I mean, they're, they're just small people, but they have like a, like, let's say they have a group, like maybe say 50 artists or whatever, and they just want to keep it exclusive. Like this is our own social media joint, you know, don't, don't, don't show this to nobody. But if y'all want streams, numbers, if y'all want followers, if y'all want likes, if y'all want this and that, you know, we'll just keep this between us and y'all just, you know, feed the meter type shit. You know, that's what he has. I know he has that because if you have a playlist, like people don't understand like the simplicity of, of, you know, how simple it is. Like, why would you pay a company money when you can actually buy one, pay a dollar, maybe a dollar fifty a month to get your own social media um tools like that. I, I mean I'm an affiliate. So I make money off being an affiliate. So people come to me, hey Minks, you know, I want to start my own uh the DM bot. Uh I'm the plug for that. Because I'm a nerd, right? So I I monetize being a nerd. I, I monetize being a hacker. So 
if, if someone comes to me and says, Minx, I want, like, I just bought this um, Instagram uh, DM bot because I got so tired of seeing them. I got so tired of being reached out by them that I wanted to read up, about, like, learn more about it. And I'm like, wow. Now, I could easily sell the same program like a hundred times over, but why would I want to do that? I'd rather learn from it. And if I can put my Patreon onto it, I'll, I'll sell it to them at a low price. But, you know, this is where it's at. Again, nothing is fake. Nothing is real. Everyone's a liar. No one streams of what they say they are. No one's really fucking with them. It's just, you know, nothing is organic at all. And and I want people to understand that you can be organic, but you're, you know, you're not going to, even if you get signed to a label, they're going to slap on thousands of followers and streams. Right. I'll be honest. Like, I feel like because I've I've been a contrarian my whole life, you know, like I didn't like Michael Jordan growing up. I was like, Charles Barkley for me. Um, I've just I'm always that way. Like, so when I hear this stuff, I'm like, I'll do it the real way. <laughs> like, that's just where right. my brain goes. And because I think uh, one thing I really pride myself and I feel like I say this way too often on here, though, is like, I feel like I'm super genuine on the Internet. I feel like I'm pretty real. Um, you know, some people DM me a question. I just answer them. You know, there's no no politics with me and all of that. Um, and I think that helps a lot. You know, when I make beat sales, it's because people fucking know me and they like me and they're like, Hey, I decided to go buy a beat from you. It's very rarely cause my beat just slapped so hard. They hadn't had to buy it. You know, like there is something to the relationship of it all, um, that I think is so important. And it's hard because I am very introverted. Um, I don't really like people all that much. Um, but I try to just be me and certain people you connect with. And you mentioned mentoring people earlier. Uh, you know, that's something I've definitely been trying to do. I've been trying to help out some younger, uh, artists and uh, give them some of my tips, you know, not that I'm fucking very smart or know what I'm doing here. And that's another thing I tell people all the time, like, you know, I'm nothing. So just take this with a grain of salt. Like I would just, I'm just telling you what I would do if I were you, I'm not saying what I'm telling you is automatically going to work either. Cause obviously if it would, I would have the biggest fucking following in the world. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, I don't, and that's the thing. And people are like, I see marketing things all the time where people are like, you know, do us for marketing, get us for marketing. And you look at them and they have like a hundred followers and you're like, well, come on, man, you at least got to fake it a little better than that. Like, right. I don't know. It is all fake. Nothing's real. Um, and that's, I, I'm at least proud that I feel like I've found a few people that are, are halfway real. Um, you know, and, Earlier, I mentioned Internet Friends 3. You did send me a melody and there is a beat I had made for Internet Friends 3. And I'm going to play it at the end of our episode here because I think it's really good. And I have one artist in particular out of Atlanta that I think would could hop on it. So I might send it to him. Um, but I totally forgot about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I said the melody. Oh, yeah, that melody. No, I have I have tons of melodies. I, I, I'm literally. I've finally decided I might have to, you know, sit down with a producer that's actually, because I have never sold beats, you know, in my life, like retailed beats, like all my sales to me was like, okay, we in the studio, I'm like, you like this beat, but you know, currently working on it, but I'm like, you like this beat? They're like, yeah, okay, well get in the booth and spit something and put the beat together and then give me my back end. You know, I, I've just never sat and did that. So um, I said for Christmas, um, I'll drop it here, of course. Um, I'm going to be dropping my first ever loop pack. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm scared to death because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> like, what, what do you do? Like, but I, I've noticed that, you know, that's one of my strengths is melodies. And I'm just tired of making beats. Like, I've, I have too many to work on. 
as far as like recording to it. And, and it's just sitting there. And, and I literally look and I'm like, this is all money sitting here on my desktop, just gathering dust and, and I'm not doing anything with it. So Melody Pack is, is my first ever Melody Pack will be out there. And I'm, I'm very terrified. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Um, as far as selling beats, you know, like I, the reason I do it, and I've I probably explained this before on here too, is, you know, I make the beats because I learned how and I enjoyed it. And then, I don't know, one out of every 10 beats is like, that's a, that's for me. And that goes in the for me folder. But then all the rest are just sitting there. And it's like, well, I'm not going to do nothing with them. So I might as well put them in a store. And if, because not every artist out there makes their own or they're going to, or might not have a producer they can sit in a room with. And, you know, some people just work that way. You know, they want to buy a beat and they work on it. And so that I've, I made enough money this year to buy a PS5 off selling beats. And so now that that's happened, I feel like I've went too far and I have to keep it going, you know? Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I, I've enjoyed it so far. Um, I do lo- go back and listen to some of my earlier beats that I still have in my store. And I'm like, some of these fucking suck. And I want to remove them. But then a couple months ago, I sold a beat that was like over a year old that I thought sucked. And, you know, it sold. So I'm like, what, what the fuck do I know? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> like I, I have um track train now. Um I tried I it. Literally just I did I didn't like the uh I didn't like the interface of it. It just felt like old fucking Geo Cities or something. Like <laughs> and I know that's a weird thing. And I didn't like I know this is also weird. The way their selling options work where it's like upload an MP3 and upload a wave and upload it. I didn't have any MP3s for my beats because I had them all on waves. So I had to keep going back and resaving beats as MP3s or converting them. And that just pissed me off, too. So I may go back to track train someday. I know it was picking up some steam there for a while, but uh, that was that was my only real issue with it. And I what was the other one I have? Airbit. Um, I, I, I just throw beats on there like that. That beat I had. um. I really thought about this too. I was like, yo, that beat that I had that I sent you and you said it, it I forgot what it was. Like a Drake top beat or something like that. Yeah. Like I was like, you know what? I, I might just use that for a cipher or some shit. Like, you know, like a nice little cipher uh, type of contest. Cause I'm like, Hey, I have a podcast. Like why not, you know, use these beats and, and let people hop on them. And if people really, you know, like it, then we'll just release it as a track. But, you know, again, that Airbit, that store, I get messages all the time. People ask me, you know, there's no prices on any of these. I'm like, yeah, I know there's no prices because I, I don't know what they're worth. Right. Well, on my beat store, I have prices on leases. And I was explaining to a rapper this week because uh, I was explaining about splits in the back end and how it's like, you know, a lot of rappers out there don't know that if they buy beat off a beat store unless otherwise noted that per, that producer still gets 50 percent of that song. Like if you put up on streaming or whatever, like you can negotiate that away. Um, but typically, if you're buying one of these leases, that's how it goes. So I was explaining that to a guy and he was like, well, then how would you make money if you're paying for whatever? And I'm like, well, you need to know what you're going to what you're projected to make or if you're willing to lose money. And that's another thing. Like I, I tweeted something this week. It's actually why I had you on was this exact tweet, not because like you had a lot of input in this tweet, but just the way people get so pissy when you tweet some shit sometimes when you're like, first off, you're misreading it. And then you're putting your perspective and getting mad. And that kept happening on this tweet where all I said was no one will be able to explain to me why I would pay $200 to have a song mixed if I'm only going to make $20 off of that song. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about that on on our show. Uh, me and and seven five nine. We 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 talked about that tweet. 
Oh, that's awesome. I don't know what y'all said, so uh, we'll see. But my intended purpose, and I retweeted it with the word weed in place of music because I'm saying like, it just doesn't make business sense to spend more on the product than you can sell it for. Like, it just never would. If you bought a fucking ounce of weed for $200, but then could turn around and only sell that weed for fucking 20 bucks, that would be so fucking stupid. But all I have were all these people being like, and it's because they make money mixing, I'm sure, being like, well, you're just not doing enough to make more money off of it. And I'm like, that's not my fucking point. My point is if you know what level you're at as an artist, you need to know what you should invest you know, like, that's really what I'm getting at. Like, you should know what level you're at. Um, but what was y'all's take? We know that producer Twitter is the most sensitive when it comes to any sort of discussion pertaining to mixing or production. And I've seen, you know, they've dragged CJ, you know, they've dragged me a couple of times with the producer versus beat maker discussion. You know, it, it's just like, I, I feel that with a bunch of producers and and I always like, we always clown them on our show um, because we laugh at, you know, just the fuckery. Like you should be focused on making money, right? Why would you be mad about another producer's or, or beat maker's opinion? You know, they can easily say, oh my gosh, I'm sitting at the lab and, you know, I hate the way, you know, black coffee tastes. It needs to have cream with sugar. And someone's like, oh my God, no, it needs to have cream with brown sugar. Like when you talk, oh no, you shouldn't have sugar because sugar is bad for you. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Y'all just took this entire commentary of something so innocent and turned it into something so negative. So I literally have said like, if I see my producer friends having a producer conversation and they're getting dragged, I'm going to jump in because you're going to drag me too because we're peoples. But I, I try to stay away from those conversations because people just don't know how to conversate. They just get so emotional. And, and you know, I, I literally do not like I back out of all conversations like that now on Twitter. Everyone's just way too sensitive. Right. The emotional part is a big deal. Like everyone was getting emotional about my responses, which I'm sure I respond in a way that's not like super nice because, you know, it's all Twitter. It's a joke world. Um, but my homie Petrovita was like one of the main ones arguing with me on there. And I've Petrovita's mixed very well. He mixes his own stuff and, um, you know, he's good at it. Um, but his whole point was like, well, you should learn how to make more money if you're going to spend that much on a mixing. And I'm like, that's not my fucking point. And then he ends it with like, oh, I misinterpreted it, but you could see how I would have gotten there. And I'm like, well, here's the f- <laughs> like, not against him personally, but like in general, that's everyone's point. It's like, yes, you misinterpret it. That is not me. That is you. Like, what do you mean you could see how? Like, so just that's how Twitter is. People misinterpret shit or they hear it, they read it how they want to. And, um, for instance, like you post a lot of shit and I only respond to you if it's a question because I know how annoying it is when you're just trying to give your thought on some shit and people want to come argue and you're like, I didn't ask your fucking opinion. Like, I don't like, I don't well, know. Sometimes I just really like I tell all my friends, like what I'm going to start doing now, I'm putting hashtag chronic thoughts. That means I'm high and I'm tweeting and, you know, that's it. These are my chronic thoughts. I'm high. I'm thinking hard. I'm thinking too much and I'm just going to let them off. And if y'all agree with me, great. If not, then just let the tweet just disappear into Twitterverse. That's yeah. just, that's how all of my right tweets happen As I just sit in there and I'm like, that's pretty funny or that's a cool thought. And I just tweet it. <laughs> that's, that's my problem. Like I, I literally, I, I call it my witching hours, like between let's say one o'clock in the morning and three o'clock in the morning. And you know, everyone's, you know, in bed and I'm just like, let me have my wine and let me spark. And, 
let me read the, the news and, and all the stuff that's going on. I get to tweet in and I'm like, hey, you know, you can really tell like when you can tell when I'm in my chronic thoughts, too, because I'd be like getting in like the other night with the mannequin shit. Like people are like, where did this conversation come from? I'm like, well, I was listening to a beat that I made and I'm going to send it to you and you'll see what I'm talking about. I was listening to a beat that I, I, I had just completed. And I was like, yo, this shit sounds like it should be a mannequin. <laughs> and then, I, then I, I went into the conversation with myself about how mannequin was slept on and, and nobody really broke it down to the way it should be. And the people that got me, got me. And the ones that didn't, they didn't. But, you know, that was actually one. That, this is actually one of my favorite beats, too. And I do I, I do see like mannequin and idea of it, like the little 80s type of sounding to it. But right. Well, those thoughts i'm like let me let me let me be high let me tweet and let me get my mind let me get my mind out there and when i wake up in the morning i'll either be consumed with guilt or regret i mean i don't know <laughs> right right well and you mentioned uh cj earlier and then you also mentioned high tweets i don't think he gets high but he had a perfect tweet today actually that was like the only reason he knows that bananas have potassium is because of the honey i shrunk the kids movie in the 90s yes. and i was like oh my god that's that's a fire fucking tweet bro like that's top notch that is. And I saw it. And I sat back. And I said, what is he talking about? Which episode? Like, which which uh, ones? I had to go to my man. He goes, oh, you don't remember what the boy he did at the potato? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said the same thing to my wife. I, I read it. My wife goes, well, yeah, it was a very important part of the movie. Right. Like, <laughs> right. And that, that's, you know, again, these are the, the reasons why Twitter, you know, brings us all together because we can have, I call them weirdo moments. And we can write some shit and then somebody will either look at us like with the snow, the, the, the slow nod, like, yeah, I got that one, you know, but other people that are not really with it. That's why a lot of people I don't like when you follow me and you've been following me and you don't say a word to me. But then I say something you don't like. And now you're all full of conversation. I'm like, I'm not going to talk to you. I don't know who you are. I, I, I've, you you follow me. I followed you back. And you only reply when you don't like something I say. That's not cool either. Right. I agree. I mean, I've been like that with fucking family on Facebook lately, even in people in real life. And this is something I've been just thinking internally and haven't really talked about on the podcast. But like I've it's made me happier, but also causes more problems. I've gotten to a point in my life where I just don't let people talk to me a certain way. Right. Like, right. Like, that's fine. You can see that. But guess what? You won't see me again because I'll just it's real easy for me to cut anybody out like that is not hard for me. And so that it that is how I've been part of the last couple of years. And it's people think I'm angrier and grumpier and meaner now, probably. But it leads to me being happier in th at the end of the day. You know, so like I'm OK. People can show their colors or whatever. Um, and I'm like, that's fine. But I don't know. That's my my cold heartedness. <laughs> I've actually said that, you know, one night thinking to myself, um, I was like, people should be more like Mo. Mainly because it's it's not like 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 I don't give a fuck attitude. It's not that it's it's like a, a something about your personality that stands out, which is people won't say certain things to you because you've already conditioned them of what not dumb shit to say to you. Yeah. And, and that's a good quality to have, because that's, you know, if you ever decide to have children, um, yeah, your child is really going to like not be able to get over on you because you, you're already going to like condition them. Like my grandmother's favorite saying is that you have to teach people how to treat you. 
And you, it's not like you take their hand and say, okay, I don't like it when people do this. It's like, you just have an, like this type of attitude where they know, like, it's like people we know, you know, that one person that you're not going to ask them for money, you know, and it's like, they never said anything or did anything bad to you. You just know that's the last motherfucker I would ask for money. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something- it's like they already conditioned you yeah something really similar to that in real life you know i have this fraternity brother uh and he's this dude that me and my best friend he asked both of us for money one time this is a few years ago and um you know me and my best friend of course talked and we're like what did he say he needed the money for and he told me the truth you know he told me like hey bro i'll be real honest i you know i got some shit on this this and this happened i really need 200 but went to my friend he was like oh my sister's behind on her electric and so i need to borrow money to help her with that you know but it's because he knows he has to tell me the truth or he's not getting any fucking money you know like and so like little things like that do happen like even my parents and i feel bad about it when i think about it but like once i became an adult and so they're gonna try to talk to me about some shit where i'm like i'll just fucking go home like, you only can fucking talk to me like I'm a little kid around here. I'm a fucking adult. You know, like I'll, I'll get all fucking kind of be a dick. But it has led to, you know, I have friends my age that, you know, they, they get still treated like a kid when they go home. But not me. My mom's like, you can come and go as you please. And you're an adult. Like, we've gotten to that point because we've gotten through the uncomfortableness of it. You know, when I was 23 or whatever. Mm. But anyway, but that's it. That's that, that's definitely true, though. And and I'm glad I'm glad that, you know, nobody can get over on you. And I wish I had that, you know, like I have to be like a fake bitch in order for people to to be nice to me. And I'm like, I'm really not like that. I'm really not like that. Well, at all. I think what really that's helps is uh, I probably have a little ADD, you know, because we're from the era back before people really got diagnosed with it. And I'm very, very quick to at least make up an excuse of why I think something. Right. So, like, if I sent my song into a review show and they like said my shit sucked, and I'd be like, fuck you. They'd be like, well, you're just mad. I'm like, no, I'm saying fuck you. I would have like eight other legitimate reasons. You know, like I'm just good at that shit to where I can very quickly defend myself, even if I'm in the wrong. And so I think moments like that also have led uh, to me probably being meaner than I need to be. (laughs) Yeah. All of us. I, I'm the same way. Trust me. For, for that, yes, I definitely am. Right. And, you know, we're all fragile artists. I think that's something that's lost on some people. So uh, there are times you have to, I think like a lot of younger artists, for instance, they think I'm I'm kind of cool, you know, because I, I understand what it's like to be a new artist. You know, I'm not going to bullshit with somebody, but I'm also not going to tell someone their song's fucking awesome if I don't think it's good. You know, that is. Yeah, uh, yeah that's why I decided to be part of like, I wanted to be part of panels as the, I wouldn't say as, as the, the, the negotiator, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, we could joke around, we could laugh and stuff, but it's like, I want to be that person to tell that artist how to get that song where it needs to be. And I'm no, I'm no expert. I, a lot of my mixes are trash. A lot of my songs that I've done are trash, but I know how music should sound. And if I can hear the potential, like, I don't believe in clowning them, but I believe in doing my best to say, this is what I would have done. And that's why I said, yeah, let me start hopping on some of these panels and, you know, start helping these artists because your whole family and friends, they're going to lie to you and they're going to just keep lying to you. Um, social media is not going to lie to you. And, and that's, you know, you don't want to put some shit out there and then the whole world is laughing at you, you know, get it right and, and get it reviewed the right way, you know? Yeah. Oh, ask your dad, because I know he's a you know genius old OG in this music stuff. I'm trying to figure out what mastering products I need, because that's really I feel like my last step. I don't really know what the fuck mastering is. 
Um, but you know, everyone's got this like ozone nine and all these fucking programs that are real expensive. And honestly, if someone could tell me that there's this one program and you can drop your stems in and it'll just fucking make it perfect, I would pay whatever amount of money for it. But I have a feeling that doesn't exist. And it's, someone's going to be like, no, you got to fucking learn how to fucking master. it." Well, a lot of it is, um, it's beyond software. It's, it's definitely hardware as well. Um, but yeah, he definitely, he, he, he actually, you know, buys a lot of plugins for me and you know me, I, I'm, I'm just a person that does beats on my phone, you know, cause it's just so much easier, especially with the kid running around and babysitting and all that, you know, I get an itch, I can't sit down and create. So I'm like, let me pull out my phone and get something started, you know, but yeah, I definitely, anyone that needs this, you know, plug in that definitely, I got you on that, that on information for that because he gets a lot of part of like sweet water for the last like 20 years and shit. So, you know, definitely if you need that, I got you. Hell yeah. Uh, well, I feel like I've kept you forever here and I don't really have anything else. Um, when are you getting your new Xbox? I know you're in the Xbox ecosystem. <laughs> um, well, my man and I have been arguing about that. Um, <laughs> Cause he bought me this Xbox. I always wait a year after it's been out, but. I kind of want to get it now and get it out the way because I'm building my entire gaming platform shit. Like I, I do need to be up to date. I so. agree. I think if that's your goal, you you do have to be up to date. That and a gaming PC, you know, so it's like a toss up between do I keep my Xbox one and just get a brand new gaming PC or do I just say F the gaming PC and just get the new Xbox? And Well, the gaming PC, um, you can still do Game Pass, right? And get all those games. Yeah. Yeah. Or. You know, that annoying Stadia that I really feel is a con game. Oh, yeah. I, I I have no good things to say about Stadia so far from what I've seen. Yeah, I played it. You know, waste of money. You know, you got to buy the remote. And my, my, my computer is not even Bluetooth enabled to accept that. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a waste of money. Yeah, I have but, a um, I got a new PC recently. My mom got found one in a fucking Walmart clearance sale that was like a hundred bucks, but it was normally five hundred dollars. And I was like, Mom, you're fucking crazy. Um, but she gave it to me. I've upgraded the RAM on it, and next I need to upgrade the video card, and I really need to upgrade the power supply. But after that, I feel like it could uh not be that bad. But recently my wife's been like, Well, I kind of want a desktop computer because she's a teacher and she's been having to do this work from home stuff and I was like, I get it. So I feel like I'm going to have to put my stuff on hold and maybe have to get her one. But that's the way um, it goes. That's the life. That, that's the, you know, with my man with his cars, he's obsessed with cars. So, you know, this, this week was my, my turn to buy him something for his car. And that shit was like two fifty. I was like, Oh my God, I got to do a lot of work this week just to make that shit back. But you know, um, that's definitely something that's definitely my plan. Um, to do that, get back on Twitch, get back on making beats on Twitch. And I plan on being only exclusively on Twitch um, and well, forgetting YouTube and all that. I will say on the new consoles, you know, I have the PS5 and I hear the Xbox Series X is very similar, if not faster. Like I can, f- from the home screen, I can click NBA 2K21, m- open my career, load, play a game, get into the game, be on the court playing in less than one minute. Damn. And it that blows my mind crazy. every time. It takes me like 30 seconds just to get Grand Theft Auto up. Yeah, like it's it used to be that uh, on NBA 2K, they would load up in the loading screen. They would play an ep- a TV episode of an NBA 2K TV, this little program they do because the loading screens yeah. were so long. And now it's just like you hit play 
And then all of a sudden your guy's just walking through the tunnel. Like it's just happening. There's no, it's no, it's fucking, it blows my mind still. Like I, I haven't quite gotten over it. I've been also playing Assassin's Creed and the new Assassin's Creed is very good in my opinion. And, uh, you know, the loading screen is like 10 seconds from when you hit continue. Like you, you only can barely read one tip, you know, cause that's like where they give you the tips for the game. And then it's like, boom, it's there. It's like, fuck, this is crazy. Damn, I gotta, I gotta get into that then, cause I feel so behind. Like everyone's, you know, everyone's now like, cause I play mostly Warzone. Um, uh, what else? Grand Theft Auto, and my little one plays The Sims. So, I mean, those are like, I have 2K and all that, but I'm really planning on getting into it, like really getting into it this time around. Well, the new one, the the next gen has the WNBA, uh, where you can make your WNBA player. So once I get my my dude done my career i'm gonna try out the wnba one as well so you know that would be i think pretty cool and i think i can use my face scan and so it'll be what i look like as a woman but that'll be fun (laughs) i can't wait to see that (laughs) i was really excited i posted it when i first got 2k on ps4 this year Uh, i did my face scan and for some reason it made me a black dude with like you know an awesome fade up and shit and (laughs) I just posted the picture and put my wife says I'm not funny enough to make the correct joke here because, you know, <laughs> and I thought that was like fucking grade A tweet and it got like two reacts. I was like, well, it's show business. You know, they don't all <laughs> land, but. I can't believe I missed that one. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it. You know, I, the picture was really good. I still have it saved to my phone because it's like it looks just like me. But like uh, if I was black, I kind of look like the weekend a little bit like because I have like the big cheeks and shit. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I got I definitely gotta see that. I definitely have to. But all right, I'm gonna let you off here. Uh and uh this will come out the day before Thanksgiving. So hopefully everyone has a great Thanksgiving tomorrow. Maybe they're listening to this fucking doing their Thanksgiving travels. I know New York, I'm sure y'all are like got some lockdowns and stuff. Here in Oklahoma, uh it's like, hey guys, y'all probably shouldn't, but like everyone's doing Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. And and they're snitching out here, too. So if you leave the house, you go anywhere, the cops will they will stop you. So I'm I'm staying home. Right. Not doing nothing. And if, I hope everyone enjoys it. If I was in a place that was already kind of locked down, I would agree I wouldn't do anything. Uh, my logic, again, because uh, I'm in the fucking Bible belt, I guess, uh, is I have to go to work every day and see all these people, like hundreds of people a day. So like. If I have to do that every day, I guess I might as well go eat some good fucking food, you know, on this other right. day. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm putting myself at risk all the other time for no fucking reason. So if I'm going to eat some good food, I guess I'll put myself at risk for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right. Uh, I appreciate it. If I don't know if you're ever having guests on your show again, but if you do, you know, I'm always here and uh, we'll try hard to at least get this beat. I'm going to play here to be on the next internet friends three. Like I said, I have a guy in mind who does beats just like this. So I think, I think we can figure it out. I'm down and, and yeah, I'm I'm always open for, for interviews and stuff. I do interviews again now that I fixed my system. So, so yeah. Well, hell yeah. Well, everyone go check out Minx. You're at female producer on Twitter. I say it'd be the best place to follow you. That's where you'll get all the good shit. Um, And there's also at Minx Radio. Is that correct? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's my main one now. All right. Well, uh, appreciate you. Absolutely. I thank you for having me. Yeah. Peace.
makes me the moon maker.